Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey, everybody. What's good? Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk on Kixie 880 AM. Hey, Eric. Hey, good afternoon. Happy Thursday to you. And to you, I'm Stacey Heller. Eric Ryder is my co-host. And this program is a, a love letter in three parts to what we think is good to share with the world. Because typically uh, we share nonsense about what's going on, what day it is, if you will. Uh, of course, we hear from Vance. Uh, Dingfelder of Dingfelder's Delicatessen, and he shares what's good to eat and what we're eating. And then we have a random topic that we picked the week before. So, I mean, who doesn't love a show that's full of random goodness? It's like getting one of those boxes of Russell Stouffer's candies, and you find out that there's not all the gross fruit filling. They're all caramels. Now, see, I like the fruit filling. You do? <laughs> I, I I don't know too much about the Russell Stovers. They typically get other brands of chocolate. Other, but I mean, know. like fill in the blank, Whitman's, Russell Stovers, C's, like, you know. Yeah, but I, um, I, I love a fruit uh, chocolate combo. Uh, okay. <laughs> but you know I, what? It's, speaking of what's good, uh, uh, one of my favorite ice cream places in the world in Tacoma, Ice Cream Social, I took my dad out for a belated Father's Day lunch this last weekend, and we went and got some ice cream afterwards, and he got a combo scoop that was uh, Valhalla coffee ice cream with mango sorbet. Now, I thought that was an odd combo, but he really liked it, and you know, I don't like coffee personally, so uh, right off the bat, that wouldn't work for me. But just as a coffee uh, person, I think you're a coffee person. Um, I'm those not. Two, oh, you're not. Okay. Nope. So uh, uh, maybe the coffee drinkers out there will think that's a great combo. But uh, for me, I thought, wow, that's – Dad, you're really uh, on the vanguard of <laughs> interesting I mean, flavor I, combos. I, Right. I mean, I guess apple and tree and all of that. That's interesting. I mean, I know that like um, a lot of people like chocolate dipped strawberries or, you know, um, with coffee, like, you know, uh, Pete always put some lemon rind on the edge of his espresso cup. So people do like coffee and fruit, but I feel like one is so bitter and the other one, well, maybe it's the contrast that makes it so good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I got. I got the chocolate scoop combo with roasted banana and so it was chocolate and roasted banana and that was a fantastic combo oh my gosh so uh that sounds delicious i can i can recommend that 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 mix if you go to ice cream social i don't know about dad's choice with the the coffee (laughs) and the mango sorbet you're you're on your own on that one if you want to try it yeah right i mean all accounts um, where it was good I, I, and maybe they could call it like the dad's choice, um, like the odd combos. They could just call it dad's choice. The odd dad's choice. 
Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's how it is with dads. <laughs> um, well, I love how we've already just like, we've gotten into it here. Um, I, I want to remind people like, Hey, uh, if you want to know something like what's the name of that ice cream place that Eric was talking about, or, you know, talk about an odd combo, you should hear this one. Then please, please, please text or call 475-999-2726. I respond. I totally respond. I've had a few people that have texted and have left voicemails and, uh, I love hearing from people. So please do it. Are you going to use one of our numbers? What are you going with this week? Oh, well, typically the way this works is you give out the standard version and then I give out the, the goofy version. So, all right. So let me, let me say it again for all of you. Uh, remember call or text 475-999-2726 or, or you can call 475-999 or actually that's 475-99-WARCO. <laughs> <laughs> Because okay. people don't know that what supports the show is that we're actually international arms dealers. So Warco <laughs> is why we have that phone number, 475-99-WARCO. Right. But, you know, you can't hug children with nuclear arms. That's true. I remember that bu- bumper sticker when I was a kid. <laughs> it's a classic. It's totally Very a classic. Clever. Um, and I also want to thank everybody that listens to the show live. And if you listen to the podcast, thank you. Thank you. Um, and remember, you might also like my other show that is on our sister station, uh, KKNW 1150. It's on Tuesdays from three to four. You can also find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, if you're really just listening to this show for Eric, then he's on it too. Sometimes like you can get, it's like having the, um, the dad choice. There's like two scoops two, and we're very different. That's right. But it weirdly works together, right? Yes. Uh, okay. So today, today is national what day? National. Well, there's, there's a few. I picked blink 182 day. <laughs> How did they get a day? I don't know. And that's why I decided to put it on the list of ones that I could share because there was other ones like National Handshake Day. But I was like, National Blink 182. I've never like, understood Blink 182. They were a, a, a punk pop band from the uh, early 2000s that always seemed to get way more attention than they warranted. I don't understand that. that. Wentz? They had like two or maybe three hit singles. Uh, but yeah, people are still talking about him. And, and part of it is, I, I think their drummer, Travis Barker went on to like a reality show, uh, maybe had a celebrity relationship. And, and one of their guys was like a UFO enthusiast and they're, they just, they've gotten way more news coverage that I can understand because nobody's talking about, uh, better than Ezra right now. Right. <laughs> I so mean, why, why Blink 182 I, day? I, I don't, don't get it. know. And I knew that this would like get under your skin. So I was like, oh, I'm totally sharing this <laughs> one because I knew that you would be like, oh, like this they, is terrible. All I want to say is they must hire the best publicist in the world. Or they have the best fans in the world. 
Mm, I think it's the publicist. (laughs) 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 Whoever's done publicity for them over the years. Right. Chef's gifts. You are a master of your trade. Don't blink and you'll miss them day. Um, The other thing that today is, and I picked this one because this one is controversial for me. Watermelon seed spitting week. That's right. What? It's a week. So, Eric, do you even remember watermelons when they had seeds? Well, yeah, they still do. Well, you can buy seedless versions, but there's also the regular ones with seeds. And I don't like either. (laughs) I don't either. You and I have some, we definitely have are aligned on some of our food choices. So neither watermelon. We don't like coffee and we don't like watermelon. uh, Right. I think. Yeah. We may be the only two on the planet. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm glad that we formed this support group that Absolutely. extends itself I mean, into a, a show about everything else. But that's really what we're here to support each other over a dislike of watermelons and a dislike of coffee. Exactly. And if there's anyone else that would like to join again, please reach out to us at 475-99-WARCO. And uh, you too can be part of our uh, club, our support group. So, First of all, watermelon to me is similar to celery in that it is essentially just a vessel to consume water. Now, watermelon is the mushy version of celery, celery being the crunchy version. Either way, it's just like faintly flavored, watery tasting fruit and vegetable. Now, see, I like celery and I, the problem with watermelon for me is I don't like the taste. So, yeah, I guess, you know, even on the reason for disliking watermelon, we're kind of, you know, disagreeing there, but uh, but that's okay. That's okay. And I just, I feel like there's not enough watermelons with seeds in the world anymore to... uh, To spit them for a week. (laughs) To spit them for a week. I mean... I feel like it's a total bust <laughs> for, I, right. for holidays for today. Write this date down, June 30th, folks, because if you're a marketer out there coming up with the next kooky idea for a holiday, there's plenty that are, you know, crammed with good things like National Pizza Day or whatever. But right. today, Blink-182 Day, scratch that. Watermen melon speed seed spitting week i can't even my mouth is full of seeds so sorry uh but yeah these are these are busts in my book i agree i am glad that we're aligned on this uh and then this one i picked because it fits so perfectly with what our topic is for today apparently it is social media day ah okay now that's definitely taken over our lives more than Blink-182 or watermelon seeds. Yes, and it feels almost like an oxymoron because social media day, it's like... Is every day. It's every day, like, you know, it's like long shorts, right? I mean, social media and day, it's like social media is life um, and not just a day. Uh, But apparently this started back in the early 90s when technology and uh, the power of technology to make the world a smaller place was just happening. And so it was to celebrate the connections that can be made 
And look at us now, all these years later, it's amazing what can happen in like 30 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's taken so, over our lives. It totally has. It's taken over our lives. It's taken over our, the news. It's taken over the government. It's just like social media is just so ubiquitous and, you know, overpowering nowadays. It's, uh, you know, I kind of like to see it scale back a little bit, actually. I agree. And we didn't talk about if we were going to discuss social media or being social today. We sort of were going to let it That's right. Flow. The topic was just social. Yeah. And I will say- And I, I said my piece at the beginning by mentioning ice cream social, uh, which is yes, my favorite did. kind of socialism. <laughs> That's funny. You're funny. You're on a roll today. Uh, yeah, I the whole social media thing. I um, I can't sit there and scroll through constantly, you know. And it's funny because our kids will post things, and occasionally my husband is like, "Oh, did you see the picture of you know Annie doing fill in the blank event, or you know Will doing this, or you know Charlie or Grace, whatever?" And I'm like, "No," because I never go on, and I I feel like I'm missing something when it comes to our kids, but I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Right. Like it's it's just I'm you know I feel like. Uh, who was it? Who was the actress that went like uh, Greta Garbo? And she was like, I want to be alone. Like when it comes to the social media thing, I understand. And I post on my, um, my social media for this show and for other things. And I understand the, um, the importance of it, but I so am the person that wants the one-on-one -on -one engagement, which is why I actually love having this number that people can reach out because I can connect with them on a one-to-one -one basis. And it's not all behind the uh, facade of social media. That's there right. I said it. So connect, uh, be social, and connect with us at 475-999-CRAM. There you go. I mean, I'm just saying, like, how could you not want to connect with us with a name like that? Uh, you can also, by the way, with just, a name so like Cram, it's <laughs> gotta be good. Do you remember those Smuckers commercials? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and then there was the please pass the jelly. Um, was that Smuckers too, or was that a different one? I think that's got to be something else. I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, there was some some commercial where it was like a family having breakfast and there was a guy, a Southern guy, and he was like, please pass the jelly. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's amazing the things that- I'll look that uh, up during the break. Yeah, I think you should. Um, I do want to remind people that if you do want to follow, by the way, uh, social media for this show and for my other one, my Instagram handle is called Stacy Connects Podcasts. Uh, and it's got information, especially about people that have been guests on the show. So if you're like, oh, that episode was really good, then it can help uh, remind you about who I had on the show and what we talked about. Um, shall we take a quick break before we come back? Let's well, do it. If, if we're going to come back, then we have to take a break. All right. <laughs> Somebody is feeling sassy. All right. <laughs> keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacy and Eric, or Sassy Eric, and uh, 
less saucy Stacy. We will be right back. I guess we'll actually have to have a actual conversation about social. Yes. Yes. Since we'll we, be social. We got more time. <laughs> so stay tuned, everybody. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller. I am joined by Eric. That's right. Eric, Eric Ryder. Ryder. Hello, hello. So, uh, coincidentally, it happens to be uh, Social Media Day, and it also is the topic that you picked from our Wheelow Topics last week. What a fun, rando, dink that was. Right? Oh my gosh. And uh, you and I are now going to have to be social for a little bit and talk about this. Yes. So uh, when you hear the word social, what comes up for you, Eric? Do you need to lie down on a couch while I ask you these Freudian questions? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, you know, just means interacting with different folks, right? Like, uh, yes. I mean, yes, by the most clear definition. I just think that uh, when I hear somebody talk about social these days, it immediately makes me think of social media. Yeah, I think um, you're right there. That, because which, that is uh, people's number one source of being social these days is being involved in on social media. Yes. And I'm going to say I maybe was born in the wrong generation. So I grew up with parents that were very social in the uh, more traditional sense. Mm -hmm. They had people over all the time. They would have dinner parties and they would have cocktail parties. Now, here's the deal with these cocktail parties. Typically, they were a Friday or Saturday night. They usually started around five o'clock. So think happy hour. Everybody put their keys in a bowl. (laughs) No. But that reminds me of the movie Ice Storm. Um, but yes, so they, you know, it started around five o'clock and it would typically go until 6.30 or seven and then people would leave. They would go home and have dinner at their own home or they might go out for dinner just like the 
a couple or a few people or whatever. And it was truly a cocktail party. And now it seems like people don't get that. And it was such a great way to be social, but it didn't have to be like a whole night. Yeah. So that shows you that I am social and sometimes a bit antisocial. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just an interesting thing. And um, so for me, definitely when I hear people, the word social comes up, I think of uh, social media. Right. Um, but that is that doesn't feel like an authentic way to be social. It can be. I, I mean, it, I think it depends on how you do it. Um, I mean, if you're using it to, uh, you know, publicize something that you're involved with and you're uh, you're reaching out and keeping touch with your friends, if you're, um, you know, inviting people to events to be together, uh, you know, in person or virtually, you know, I think that's authentic. You know, uh, people typically... The, the part that doesn't feel authentic to me is, you know, people that feel like they've got to have an opinion about every single thing that ever happens <laughs> and to, right. you know, express that opinion, uh, you know, everywhere that they can and without even thinking about it. It's just like, I've got a knee-jerk take on this, so let me put this uh, everywhere I can. That doesn't feel authentic to me um, because— if it was authentic, you really would have thought about it, uh, you know, and it, it would be something that you would actually research and, and put forth with a little bit of care as opposed to just a knee jerk. Uh, well, I disagree kind of thing. And the funny thing about the knee jerk is I think about, um, you know, I watch my kids if they post something on social media, they agonize over the caption. And. It's like, you know, they want to be like witty or, you know, it needs to have some, you know, relevance that people are going to, you know, they're going to get the likes and whatever. And I think that my kids are pretty balanced about social media and right. yet that that pressure to kind of be on is crazy. So on the one hand, it is a knee jerk reaction. On the other hand, it feels like a very curated Yep. Um, Knee-jerk reaction. Well, that's the other side of it, too, is like how performative are we being on social media? You know, are we trying to uh, make our lives seem better uh, than other folks, um, you know, or, you know, just using it for low-key bragging, um, you know, because maybe that's uh, a way to have like wishful thinking, I guess. Like, well, wouldn't it be great if my life looked like this, you know? Right, right. Well, it's funny. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, yeah, it's so much worse now. And then I'm thinking about when I was little and I was eavesdropping on my parents' cocktail parties and listening to them all with their, you know, sort of fake laughter. Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever, and um, putting their best foot forward, talking about how great everything was and, you know, where they were going on vacation. And, and I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's the same. It's just before, like you told like bald faced lies right in front of the person <laughs> right. versus now you do it, you know, with a 
a picture that you've put together and and uh, you're putting a happy spin on it. Yeah. I think people have always been performative. I think you're right there for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So then then comes the the social piece and Yeah, I think how- that like the likes thing is something that's unique to now, you know, and to yes. social media whereas before you know, you might get a person say, "Yeah, I like that outfit or whatever," but it wasn't like, "Hey, you got a hundred people giving you the thumbs right. up." You know what I mean? It so. was qualitative versus quantitative. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, how many likes do you need in order to feel um, like you've been validated, like affirmed in some <laughs> yeah. way? Yeah. Um, how did the pandemic impact? Like, are you a a social creature, an introvert, or an extrovert? I, I'd say I'm more introverted than extroverted. Um, but, you know, I used to, uh, like, go to um, a lot more concerts and, you know, performatives, theater, comedy, all that stuff. And I've scaled that back quite a bit uh, because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and starting to, you know, spread my wings a little more and do that. And... Uh, you know, I had already scaled back quite a bit on my, you know, non-concert, non-public activity, um, socializing. Uh, and I, I kind of missed that a little bit, but it was just a, a, like a time thing. I didn't have a lot of um, energy or time left at the end of the day to, you know, go hang out with friends. Or I used to go to a weekly a potluck. Um, and and just meet a whole bunch of people that I just kind of sort of knew from around town, and um, and that was really great, you know, at a for a certain time in my life. But then after a while, it was just like uh, I just don't have the energy to, you know, right. make a dish or think about this and and go on a weeknight uh, to this thing. But it is something that I miss because I made some good friendships uh, with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think if if you are uh, lonely, uh, the social media isn't necessarily the best way to find people <laughs> to, I would agree. you know, to uh, uh, combat that loneliness. And, and there's no uh, better thing than, you know, forcing yourself to get out there and be in, in a group and finding people with, you know, similar interests. I agree. I mean, even if it is, um, even if it's going to the same place, like, you know, uh, Pete and I, we always spend date night going to the same restaurant, although uh, I'm recording from Veranda Beach this week. And so as a result, uh, we won't be going to our place, but, you know, you can go to the same place and there's regulars. And so you already have that thing in common that you like this place. And even if you're sitting there reading a book or you're on your phone or whatever, and you engage with people, um, there is a, you know, that um, companionship that you have and you start to forge some, you know, social relationships. And I, I have found that uh, when you when I do my Myers Briggs, I'm about 50-50 introvert extrovert, and uh, you know I I re-energize by being alone. But I also you know hello don't ask me to talk. I love talking with people, uh, but I find that I 
like, I like this format because I feel like I'm talking with you, you, Eric, you, whomever my listener is, I'm having a conversation that feels interactive to me and it feels intimate, even though it's going out on the airways. And I really like that. And I prefer social interaction that is more one-to-one than one-to-many. Well, one-on-one, one-on-one has an advantage is that it can definitely be more in-depth. You can spend an hour with somebody and actually really get their take on something and get to express your take on something as well. Whereas online, if you're going back and forth with comments, it may be spread over like a week and you just, at a certain point, you kind of, at least for me, I... I kind of limit what I say online just because I I think about like, am I going to have the time and the energy (laughs) to back this up with, you know, multiple comments as you argue back and forth? Or even sometimes it's, you know, something good, you know, like, but do I have the time and energy to go back to this, you know, comment and defend it or, uh, you know, elaborate on it over and over for a week, Uh, you know? Right. Everybody's right. got different experiences, I guess, but that's what I find myself doing, like kind of scaling back just because it's like, I may feel very passionate about this, but at the same time, it's like, again, this is going to eat up an hour, uh, two hours of my week. Is it worth it? I don't know. Well, and I, I have gotten to a point now where I will just pick up the phone and call somebody versus, you know, I find that I prefer text to email because I always look at a text, whereas with an email, it's easy for them to slip through the cracks. And then if I really don't want to text this whole long thing to people, then I'll just pick up the phone and call. And I'm sort of circling back to this old-fashioned notion of being social and being connected with people. Well, I think nowadays you're, you're probably better off if you send a text and arrange a time to talk on a phone call, because if your people are anything like me, they're not going to pick up <laughs> unless you left a voicemail <laughs> saying, hey, I need to talk to you about this thing. Uh, or if you sent a text ahead of time saying, hey, just a heads up, I'm, I I need to have a conversation. I want to have a conversation with you. Uh, can you call me or can I can you give me a time to call you? Uh because otherwise that's going straight to voicemail for sure. <laughs> I know it's so funny that people do that and it's like it's screening phone calls and Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's great. <laughs> but it's me. I'm calling to connect with you and be social. <laughs> but maybe I'm in the supermarket and I don't want the whole supermarket to hear our conversation. Okay, well, that's true. Then, like, everybody's being social. Or maybe I'm in the middle of, you know, a great episode of Better Call Saul or something, and it's like I feel like later would be a good time to talk. Well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think it's interesting the way that social media, um, you know, it went from Facebook, which is sort of a longer platform, then to Instagram, which is a shorter one, and then to Snapchat and TikTok, which are, you know, even shorter. So. Yeah. You know, I think Twitter started that with the shorter thing when I first got on Twitter and I still don't use it that much to this day because of the character limitization uh, for your, you know, initial statement that you're trying to put out there. 
I, I, finding a way to condense a complex thought just ate up way more time than I wanted to put into, you know, expressing a, a complex but sometimes not important thought. You know? It's like the wordle of social media. Yes. Right? I mean, you have to, like, really think about how you're going to arrange these words mm-hmm. to, like, to find the thing that you're trying to, like, say. And I agree. I mean, I think that there's some people out on Twitter that are brilliant. And it's not always even like what they're saying. It's just how they're able to articulate it in those short few characters. I have a real appreciation for people that can articulate themselves with words like that. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's become a skill for a lot of folks. And it's like, I had to ask myself, is this a skill that I care about having? And it, and it really wasn't. So uh, I do very little on Twitter because of that. But I know a lot of people really thrive on it. Um, and so, yeah, I guess now, you know, you pick the social platform that works for you, for how you want to express yourself, whether it's 20-second videos or whether it's, you know, 140 characters or whether it's just everything like Facebook or whether it's just a picture right. like Instagram. Yeah, it just, um, it feels like a lot of um, like mic drops, right? It's like a a 144 character mic drop, like boom, I'm going to, maybe it's not even a mic drop. Maybe it's like a, a social grenade. Like I'm going to throw this thing there and then let everybody kind of scatter and, and react to it. Um, and the same thing, you know, TikTok and all the hacks that everybody has, everybody's um, you know, people love it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've learned so much. And they talk about the different, you know, I'm on this TikTok and I'm on that tick, like makeup TikTok or LGBTQ plus TikTok, or I'm on, um, cooking TikTok. And I'm like, I, are you on TikTok? I have an account and I am never on TikTok unless somebody sends me a TikTok to check out. And then Hmm. I, I'm on, I'll go and I'll look at it for a few minutes and okay, that's a, that's a, not a lie, but I do follow this one account where the couple has these cats that the husband is constantly pampering the cats and putting like cucumber eye things on the cats and the cats are like, it's the most ridiculous <laughs> account. And I am just fascinated that any cats Put could have this. that kind of <laughs> right. patience to do that. I mean, I'm like, I'm so confused by this. Um, but you know, that's me. Um, but I'm on TikTok. I don't even know what my name is on TikTok. Um, and I'm on Snapchat and usually on Snapchat, I just post, uh, pictures of my cats and I typically will call it like sexy time with Cole and he's like squiggling on the bed and, um, you know, or something like that with Finn. And that's my content on Snapchat. You're welcome. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm not on TikTok because, uh, I mean, initially it was uh, a Chinese company. I think it still is a Chinese company. And it just seemed like, oh, OK, this is like data mining du jour. Not that uh, the American uh, social networks don't <laughs> data mine as well. But then you add into it the whole, you know, Chinese government thing and then it becomes extra creepy to me. Uh, 
So, and then the other thing, of course, is I'm old. I'm an old man. So, <laughs> you kids get off my lawn with your TikToks. <laughs> Just about uh, to say that. <laughs> like, it's so like, eh, I don't know what the kids are saying anymore. And, right. you know, um, Pete likes to say to the kids, like, yeah, I'm hip to the scene. And they're like, oh, dad, like, <laughs> just painful. And uh, and it's true and how they are social and watching how uh, my kids are social and that they will uh, play video games with people, strangers from around the world. And they're old enough that, like, they know safe boundaries right. um, or their friends or whatever. And and the the social interactions are so different. So, you know, the whole idea of social, whether it's like in person and, and being social and interacting or social media, it's, you know, that's more virtual, but it's still interacting. It is a growing, breathing uh, thing that is changing as we change. I, I yeah, I tell you, I think the, the older I get, the more I think it's important to cherish Cherish and nourish your friendships uh, because they, you know, they it, it becomes really difficult to make new friends um, in a real way. I mean, it's easy on social uh, media to make, quote unquote, <laughs> friends, but that right. they're not you're like real people that you're, you know, experiencing uh, you know, real events with. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's it's more just digital acquaintances, if you will. And that can lead to real authentic friendship. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, no, I hear what you're saying. And social media can be really great to uh, stay in touch with and, you know, develop and nourish existing friendships. I I just, uh, I feel like your your real friendships uh, are important to, to, you know, keep alive because, uh, you know, those people can really help you get through tough times. Um, and mm-hmm. they just help make life better. I just listened to a podcast with um, Michael Lewis, a uh, writer. Uh, he was on Smartless. And he uh, he recently, uh, in the past year and a half or so, uh, lost his uh, 19-year-old daughter. She and her boyfriend were killed in a car crash, which is awful. And he had spoken about uh, grief. And so... Uh, Jason Bateman, who is one of the hosts, asked him to speak on this. And and what I what I really was struck with is he talked about how one of his friends, uh, as soon as he heard the news, came and sat on the front step and basically said, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to be here so that you know that someone is here. And you know, that's the power of what you're talking about, of that connection. And that that's the kind of connection that you can't get in social media the way that you do in person. Absolutely. Right. So, um, well, on that fun note, um, wah, wah, wah. Um, I do want to remind people, though, there it is. <laughs> It's like the Debbie Downer skit on um, SNL, right? That's right. So good. Um, I do want to remind people that I I believe that Operation Teddy Bear Lift is still happening. So it is not too late to donate. Remember that uh, Warm 106.9, who was a sister station to us, along with 
several other partners, uh, including Stacy Connects and uh, Seiko, United Airlines, um, uh, a whole host of others, um, Bartel Drugs, Forward Air, Olympic Hot Tub, SM Media, Kind Radio, um, and of course, the um, Ukraine Association of Washington State. Sending teddy bears to kids that are displaced by the war in Ukraine and just trying to let them hold on to something um, as a symbol of hugs, virtual or, you know, real, but uh, coming from us and hope. And so if you want to make a donation, we would so appreciate it. And so go to warm1069.com and look for the community tab and you can go down the tab and you'll see Operation Teddy Bear Lift. So, uh, please consider making a donation. I would, I would be so grateful. Um, I mean, it's not for me, but like, if I have to use Catholic guilt, I'll use Catholic guilt. I mean, right. Why not? Um, and you know what? We could be social. We could talk about it anyway. So I think we need to take a break because Vance is going to come on and Vance is going to tell us what we're eating. And we always need to leave enough time for Vance because let's face it. He's always got a story. The Lord of the Sandwich is going to be the joining Lord us. The Lord of the Sandwich. So we'll be right back with Don't Ask Me to Talk. Everybody stay tuned. Stacy Connects. It's not just my business. It's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller and Eric Ryder. So we have been talking about being social and typically what accompanies being social is food. So naturally food we have our that. show sponsor, Vance Dingfelder, right? Vance Dingfelder, yes. From Dingfelder's Deli. Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Yes. And Nourish Catering and... So Vance, today we were talking about uh, social. We were talking about social media. We were talking about being social, like interacting uh, with people. And uh, so that was the topic for today. However, uh, did you remember what we said we were going to talk about this week? You know, I love being put on the spot like that because, you know, I have the best memory out of everybody. You know that. You Look at you. <laughs> he must be getting plenty of omega-3s with all that smoked salmon. So that's good for the memory, I think. It's brain food. It is brain food. And uh, so let's, let's, let's talk about all the different ways that you do salmon at uh, between Dingfelder's and Nourish. Oh, wow, Stacy. Well, smoked salmon. Everybody yep. loves smoked salmon. Lox, salmon salad, 
salmon salmon croquettes, right? Yep. We have salmon croquettes. And speaking of salmon croquettes, my grandmother would make salmon latkes when I was a kid. And I loved them. And they were made with spinach, salmon. And you know the salmon that I'm going to the bumblebee's pink salmon in a can. When you look at it, you're like, what? And it's got little bones in it. You're like, what's that? And your grandmother would go, the bones are soft. You can eat them. And you're like, okay. And then a couple of eggs, some matzo meal, spices, onion, garlic, carrot, spinach. And she would fry them in the pan. And I got to tell you, they were really good. They're like a really good burger. And wow. we would have them. And that sounds I good. I might make them for you one day with smoked salmon because they would be amazing with smoked salmon. Yeah, I would like you to make those for me one day. I don't think Eric likes salmon as much as I do. Um, but I think he can appreciate how good it sounds. But you could totally come over and make them for me. I would be all over that. Because, <laughs> you know, people could even make them for 4th of July, you know, smoked salmon, half smoked salmon, half spinach, yep, yep, shredded carrot, shredded onion, garlic, some salt and pepper, make a really good tartar sauce. You could fry them in a pan in, like, some really good oil and then have them from the refrigerator, and when you're cooking your burgers, you throw them on the grill... They'll be hot. You're, you're, they're, you know, they're vegetarian, so you're, you're people that want to eat vegetarian can have them. Make them without gluten. People could be happy. Everybody could be happy. That's what we want. Food is supposed to be something that makes you, um, it fills you up and it makes you happy. It nourishes us. Exactly. <laughs> so you're... So how to so smoke salmon sticks. Ready? Yeah, ready, go. Because I got to tell you, people people think, you know, they're like, oh. So the thing about Dingfelder salmon that I appreciate, it's, it's really like East Coast salmon in the fact that it's, it's really juicy. Mm-hmm. In fact, all our meat is juicy. It, it has to be juicy to be good. And what Fair, makes it true. juicy, Stace? Uh, Omega-3s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> The fat. I'm going to just say fat. The fat is what is the flavor, and that's what makes it juicy. The salmon, that is why I'm so juicy, Vance. <laughs> well, you know, so here's the secret to making good smoked salmon. And you, you, you need to have a, a good fatty piece of salmon. And the fat is the white stuff that's in the grain. And the whiter, the better. White fat is healthy fat. And that goes for lamb, fish, cod, any, anything that has a good, you don't want the, the bloodline, the gray stuff. So oh. take your salmon or a king salmon that you can get around these days is really a high fat content salmon. And then, of course, if you see some king or steelhead that, that's out there, it's got to have fat, though. And sometimes you'll notice that it doesn't. But people don't realize that the fat is what really makes it good quality salmon. You go to your, your local 
fishmonger, you get get a side of salmon, get half a side of salmon, you leave the skin on, ask them to take the pin bones out. If you don't know how to do it, it's better to have them do it for you. You take Are the pin bones those get, little tiny ones that you occasionally get when you're out to eat? Yeah, I mean, a pin bone is, is a bone that goes through the meat that um, isn't connected to the spine. Okay. Right? So it's just in there that, you you know, you have to pull out to make a filet. And sometimes they're easy to miss, you know, if you, if you miss them. They're those, and they're called pin bones. Okay. Um, and you, you can use a pair of tweezers. Um, but when the fish is really fresh, they're hard to pull out and will sometimes break off. And that's why you might get one in there. Um, so, so you have to make a brine to make smoked salmon. And the brine needs to sit. You need, your fish needs to sit in the brine for four hours. So when you make your brine, make room in the refrigerator for you to hold the fish for four hours. Your brine will consist of this. And I'm going to give you a recipe for a gallon, which is a lot, but most people would probably only need two quarts to cover the fish that you're brining. And okay. you can use this the for any people. kind of fish or poultry. It makes a good brine before you smoke it. Here's how it goes. Get your pen and paper ready. Okay. What we're going to do for one gallon of water, it's one cup of salt, one cup of brown sugar, 12 bay leaves, half a cup of pickling spice. That's it. You can throw anything else you want in it. You can put cloves. You can put peppercorns. You can put cardamom. Anything that you want to maybe flavor your salmon with. So you take wow. that, you take, boil the water, put the sugar and salt, stir it in. Now, what I like to do is I only do two quarts or three quarts of water, and then once it's boiling, I put all my stuff in, dissolve it, and then I make the last quart ice so it makes it cold quicker because your brine has to be cold when you put it on the fish. Otherwise, it's going to cook it. Well, it wouldn't be good. Right. Make sure the brine okay. is cold, under 40 degrees, and then pour it over the fish into the refrigerator for four hours. After four hours, take the fish out of the brine, you throw the brine away, or whatever you'd like to do with it, but it's not really usable because it was right. holding raw fish. You could make soup out of it or a stock or something, but not really. Take the fish uncovered in your refrigerator overnight. Good 12 hours. Okay. It's going to form a skin on the fish. While an hour before you're going to smoke it, take it out of the fridge, get your smoker ready, get the fire going, get your smoker ready. The smoker, if you can set a temperature, it should be 195 degrees. You want to cook the fish to 150 degrees. That's it. You smoke it for at least two hours. Solid. Then you can go heat only. It's probably going to take four or five or six hours to get you to 150 degrees. That's smoked salmon. Wow. Northwest. 
You can buy it at Dingfelder's any day of the week. We sell our smoked salmon very reasonably at $36 a pound or double high. That's what we're eating tonight, Stace. I, I am... I am not going to make my own brine, although I did write down the recipe. Um, <laughs> you could probably hear me scratching away on the piece of paper. Um, but that's okay. I, I'm i okay with letting the subject matter experts do what they do best. And you do it best, honestly. And your smoked salmon uh, spread on a bagel, a pumpernickel bagel. <laughs> That is uh, Charlie's favorite, favorite thing to have. Well, I don't know. Maybe this is He likes the smoked salmon salad spread Yeah, a pumpernickel bagel. Yeah. But he also really loves your uh, pastrami sandwich. Like we, last week, Charlie and I were visiting. Uh, Charlie's my 19-year-old. He's thinking about transferring schools. We took a tour of Seattle University, and he was like, wait a minute, this is really close to Dingfelder's. We could just walk over and get lunch. And so we did. And it was the best thing seeing him, I got to tell you. Charlie worked here for what, three months? Before he went to school? Yep. We had a ball. And he is just an incredible human being. We love him. We'd love to have him back. You know, everybody's like, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Yeah, well, uh, I think he's working at the Lego store. You can get all the sandwiches he wants on the house. Oh, you know what? He may decide not to work at the Lego store after all. (laughs) Um, So I want to remind people that if you want to have some salmon, especially with the holiday coming up, uh, who doesn't want summer salmon, go to dinkfeldersdelicatessen.com and you can order from there you can also if you have a bigger event you can um, go through nourish catering i'm telling you it is amazing it is delicious check it out um thank you vance as always do you want to stick around to hear what we're talking about next week i would love to you know stace i am going to be closed on fourth of july you should let people know that oh want, there you go want to pick it up i'll pick it up on sunday perfect so you got to plan people plan So go ahead and order now and you can actually uh, have it. um, You can order now and then you can pick it up on Sunday. There you go. All right. So what are we talking about next week, Eric? All right. Let's find out. And I've got to turn on the sound to make this. uh... (laughs) It's not official unless you hear that, the trumpet. So uh, fashion. Which we already talked about, so I got to spin again. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Class. Okay, it's official, official. Uh, classic game. I don't know what that means. I'm going to say, uh, like, family games, like board games. Think family okay. game night. I like it. Okay. All right. I'm prepared. That'll be fun. Yes. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for being our sponsor. Next week, we're going to talk about classic family games. And uh, hey, everyone, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Happy Fourth of July, everybody.